Hello and welcome to the Amateur Osanite. My name is Frances Duncan. I am an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. However, I am unqualified for my job as I am and have always been an enthusiastic amateur. Today we are going to be discussing Chapter 11 of Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. In Chapter 11, Miss Bingley and Elizabeth walk about the room and Elizabeth and Darcy argue, or is it flirting? Jane comes down from her room and is welcomed by her two friends with many professions of pleasure, and Elizabeth had never seen them so agreeable as they were during the hour which passed before the gentleman appeared. But when the gentleman entered, Jane was no longer the first object, and unfortunately, Elizabeth realises that the sisters don't love Jane quite as much as they profess. Mr. Hurst is fast becoming one of my favourite characters. There is nothing for him to do but to stretch himself on one of the sofas and go to sleep. When the others decide they don't want to play whist with him. It's interesting that Jane, Miss Bennet, is back and she's talking to Mr. Bingley and all we hear is uh, that Mrs. Hurst is is principally occupied in playing with her bracelets and rings, joined now and then in her brother's conversation with Miss Bennet, but we don't hear anything about the conversation itself. Miss Bingley says, I declare after all, there is no enjoyment like reading, how much sooner one tires of anything than of a book. This is a heavily quoted piece from this novel, however you do notice that directly after that, she yawns and throws aside her book. Because the only reason she's picked up the book is it's the second version, it's the second volume, sorry, of the book that Mr. Darcy's reading. In chapter 10, she was very focused on what he was writing, and then in chapter 11, she's very focused on what he's reading. Poor Mr. Darcy doesn't get any space from her. In fact, they have a conversation, well, she, Elizabeth, and Darcy have a conversation, and it actually says, when Mr. Darcy comes back into the conversation, says, I have not the small subjection to explaining my motives for not joining them for walking, that he said this as soon as she allowed him to speak. Miss Bingley, however, was incapable of disappointing Mr. Darcy in anything, and persevered, therefore, in requiring an explanation of his two motives. He's being a little cheeky here, and flirting with the two ladies about wanting to walk with them wanting to watch them walk rather than to walk with them. This continues Elizabeth's study of character. Here she's studying Darcy and pride comes back up again. She suggests that perhaps vanity and pride are one of his weaknesses but Mr Darcy rebuts with. So such as vanity and pride. Vanity is a weakness indeed but pride where there is a real superiority of mind pride will be always under good regulation. Elizabeth turns away to hide a smile. The chapter ends with Mr. Darcy's thoughts that he began to feel the danger of paying Elizabeth too much attention. I think that there may be expectations that he will propose if he pays her too much attention, but I think there's also, he's worried that he's getting drawn in by her. He is getting too attracted. There's an interesting exchange here between Caroline and Mr. Bingley. Caroline says about a ball, it would be, it would surely be much more rational if conversation instead of dancing made the order of the day. And her brother replies, I dare say, but it would not be near so much like a ball. 
Now, in the 2005 Pride and Prejudice adaptation, they changed these sentences so that Mary Bennett says, it would surely be much more rational if conversation instead of dancing would be made of order of the day. And it's Caroline Bingley who replies to her, I dare say, but it would not be near so much like a ball. Which is a great line for Caroline to have, and it may feel here like it's a little bit out of place for Mr Bingley to have that line. But I like that it shows the way that the siblings relate to each other, and it allows Mr Bingley to actually have something of a character, because we see very little of him in the novel. And that is my summary of Chapter 11 of Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. You have been listening to the Amateur Austenite. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about me, you can find me at Francis Duncan Writes or Francis underscore Duncan on Twitter. Thank you for listening. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice Heavily Pride-focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!